0: The third hour First Up continues here on TSN 1050. We've got a great guest on the line. He covers the National Hockey League for The Athletic, the co-host of The Athletic Hockey Show. It's Sean Gentili
1: on the program. What's going on, Sean? Fellas, getting gassed up this early in the morning. My God, quite, <laughs> quite, a, quite an entrance. Thank you, boys. What, what, time, yes. what
0: time does your alarm clock go off?
1: Uh, that's classified. It, it, it was it was recent, so I'll just say that. Yeah, no, the, the real answer,
0: the power move would have been I don't even set an alarm. I just wake up whenever I want. James <laughs> oh, Myrtle too. maybe yeah. will call you, bother you with something, Sean. But uh, uh, I'm
1: sure Myrtle, yeah. Myrtle's, well, Myrtle's Myrtle's way too far up the food chain to bother with someone like me. You me? He, doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't. I find he, he that do, I find, find that right hard. Time down here. Yeah, he's a
0: peacock. Out. You're a pigeon, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, no, no, it's the other way around. It's the other way around so i'm sure there'll be some significant conversations happening on the athletic hockey show regarding the newly formed trio of ryan o'reilly john Tavares, and mitch marner sean i mean what a performance from that from that from those guys yesterday i mean it was really something special to behold i mean what do you make of it and how dangerous are the leafs now in your eyes with o'reilly and noel achari as opposed to what they were before
1: man, I watched that entire game last night and i'm I'm typically I'll flip around just because there's you know just just out of uh out of, out of, you know because of the job and all that But man i that first period that they played was magnetic stuff, and I hate to admit this as as an American who's like you know whatever i right? half half the bit on our episode of the show is you know we try to talk about the Leafs as little as possible right, but they make it tough sometimes and but performances like that man that's it's Sometimes with lines, you just you can you can just tell, right? You see three guys and just know that they have something that's going to carry them for at least a little bit. And I I feel like I feel like that's what we saw last night. It was fun. It was fun to watch. And again, I'm the last person who wants to admit that as you know the the resident leaf hater in, in the in the building. <laughs> but it was it was a, it was a, it was a blast to watch. Yeah, it sure was.
0: It had its own fireworks. There was a lot of excitement, a lot of goals, a lot of action, and obviously you saw the big boys show up, but. You said being an American, you you know, is there a certain team that you focus on? You know, uh, with with your your chats, you know, uh, of one of the American
1: teams that is going to be in the mix right now, come trade deadline. Like, who who is your focus? Yeah, I, I think what's what's important. What, the good thing that's happened for us, honestly, just in general, this is me and you guys, and whoever anybody you who have to talk about the deadline stuff for the next ten days is. You know, it does seem like there's more, more brokers that are emerging, right? There's, it seems like there's more teams than maybe we initially thought out there who are willing to act as the bank for, uh, for, for teams who are looking to make a move and are, and and are maybe calf strapped. So I'm psyched about that. I feel like that's a positive development over the last, over the last couple days because everyone wants action. Everyone wants, you know, stuff to talk about and, you know, 10 days out. And I know everybody was worried about the, the calf situation, but. You know, and and it's always going to be an issue, but the fact that there are those teams out there that have space and are willing to use it, maybe help, willing to facilitate some deals, I think that's that's a positive thing, and it seems like a recent development too. Sean, you're based in Pittsburgh, and the Penguins have been a team at the
0: deadline over the last, let's call it 10, 12, 14 years, seemingly always make an impact move, whether it's a winger for Evgeny Malkin, maybe somebody on the back end. But this year it 's kind of weird for the pens right they 're kind of in that murky middle mm-hmm. where they haven 't established themselves as a playoff team, but they 're certainly not going to be sellers either, considering Crosby and Malkin and Latang. How do you think Pittsburgh proceeds here leading up to next friday?
1: I think a really interesting interesting thing to play with Pittsburgh is i don 't want to say it's new ownership right because Fenway Sports Group bought the team you know more than a year ago, but i think there, I think it 's fair to say that there's some you know, maybe not confusion, but but there's it's a valid question as to how, as to what the goal of that ownership group is, right? Are they willing to add on, you know, assets with term? Are they willing to, you know, bump like what's what's the approach there from an ownership standpoint? And I mean, we still don't know that because these guys are generally pretty tight-lipped when it comes to, when it comes to that stuff. So that's something to consider on the Pittsburgh end of things. But you know, if you're just looking at straight Elements that they need to add. There's got to be a third line, you know, forward in in one way or another. It, it doesn't necessarily need to be a center, even though Jeff Carter's been an issue at, at, at times this season. I, I but there needs to be, you know, find find whoever whoever the the right fit is financially because that he's up against the cap. And, and whoever's capable of, you know, bringing some kind of element to the third line because they've had nothing, right? You want to have some kind of identity on, on your third line, whether it's speed or whether it's, you know, like four track or whatever. Find some, find something that, that that you do well because that's what they've lacked really from their entire bottom six. So yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if that guy's out there. I know James Van Reemsijk is a name that just pops up. You know, for a lot of different reasons, because he's you know he's a penning UFA and he work with Hextall in Philadelphia. He's a name that you're that, that you're always going to see connected to them. But they need to go out and do something because that bottom six has been a mess and and uh, and, it, and it's got to change if if they want to you know stay stay in this wild card spot. Sean, what's
0: your gut feeling on how this Patrick Kane situation sorts itself out? Uh, you know, like we, we, he's gone through two weeks right now with speculation of teams where he probably wanted to go, and those two teams have t- t- decided to pick other players. Seems like he's playing mad right now, scoring a mm-hmm. ton. You know, should have had a highlight reel finishing goal last night, but what's, what's your feeling on
1: how, uh, you know, the Patrick Kane scenario finishes? Yeah, I mean, you guys. You guys got mad, Patrick Kane, over the weekend too. You saw him. You saw <laughs> yeah, that first really game. Nice. I, I think that was one of those. It's one of those games where you know you see from elite players where they just go out and kind of decide to do something like that. <laughs> you know, where he's like, "All right, people are wondering whether I'm capable of, you know, producing at a high level." You know, guys, the season's been a mess for him, and I think he went out and. You know, answer some questions there, but man, I I don't know. We need we need to find out for sure that he wants to be traded at this point because okay. the way things have gone over the last couple of weeks with with the Rangers going out and, and trading for Tarasenko, I think that kind of hit the reset button there. Clearly, with Kane, like he he obviously thought that that the Rangers were going to be an option for longer than they were, and the, that he could delay his decision, you know, longer the, like longer than he actually did. So for, that's step one, right? Is figuring out that this dude actually wants to be traded. But then when you try to, like, you, you know, you mock him over to places and you see, you see where the winds are blowing, it does seem, you know, with the caveat that, you know, one of the Hurricanes or or, uh, or Devils aren't going to end up with Timo Meyer if you think they're the leader in the clubhouse, so who knows there. But it just seems like he's headed west. You know, everyone's – he's getting, you know, connected with the Stars as a possibility and the Oilers as a possibility. And, you know, this the the Western Conference look, I think, is – is where where things seem to be rolling with him. But this all comes with, you know, the 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 concept that, you know, he hasn't agreed anything yet. We, we don't know that he's definitely on the market. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Sean
0: Gentili is our guest. He covers the NHL for The Athletic, the co-host of The Athletic Hockey Show. Sean, let's talk about a column you had in The Athletic recently about Don Waddell, the GM of the Carolina Hurricanes. Their approach to the trade deadline, I mean, they've been linked to Timo Meyer. They've been linked to seemingly everybody because they've got a lot of money to spend and they've got a hell of a hockey team to augment leading up to March the 3rd. What do you think we can expect from Carolina? Do you think they'll push their chips in and really go hard after Timo Meyer?
1: Yeah, they've got money to spend this year because of the Pacciretti ready injury and they've also got a decent amount of space on their cap over the next couple years, right? So they have whether it's, you know, Carolina always, always, always values term over everything else. They're not in the business of going out and getting rental players generally. But, you know, you look at the way the winds are blowing, you look at the, the amount of money that, that that they have to spend, and you look at a guy like Kane, I think there is interest there. And, you know, yeah, it's easy to say, like, you know, yeah, we love term on players and we try to avoid UFAs except when they're Patrick Kane. Like, that's like a, you know, that's a nice little old, nice old asterisk to be able to throw up there. But I do think there's interest there, and, and there's certainly interest in Meyer. Meyer, you know, whether you're talking about them or the Devils, those are the two teams that have been linked most closely with him. You know, he he'd add a lot to those group, to the, to that group. He's big, he can skate, and he's got the he's got the player profile in terms of you know puck possession stuff that that those two organizations look for. It's going to be interesting to see to to see who ends up with them. But yeah, Caroline is Carolina is in it. They're in it to win it, and I think that's clear from what Don said to really anybody who's asked over the last uh, over the last few weeks.
0: Sean, thank you for doing this. I just got a word from James Myrtle that he's saying you can go back to bed. You don't have to worry about working the rest of the day. So enjoy the day down in Pittsburgh. Relax, kick back, maybe throw on The Last of Us on HBO.
1: Perfect. You know, that's a good show. That could be something you could do today. So uh, yes, we do appreciate you doing I'm this for that. us. I, I knocked that one out last night, so i, I got to find something else. But send my yeah, regards to James. It's been a while since I've yes, talked to him. Yes, I, I will. He's very very, very <laughs> busy fellow. Yes. <self.
0: laughs> yes, he is indeed. Uh, that is Sean Gentelli from The Athletic, the co-host of The Athletic Hockey Show. Fun guy. Uh, a great listen. Make sure to check him out on social media. Tomorrow on First Up, we're giving away Raptors tickets and here's how you win them. You got to listen to our podcast. There's a hourly clue in each hour. The first hour, second hour, third hour and the fourth, there's a clue to the identity of a mystery Toronto raptor. Once you figure out who the player is, you have until the end of the day to enter at tsn1050.ca. You can win raps and bulls tickets on February the 28th. And this week only to celebrate the new Siakam Swirl McFlurry Mickey D's is throwing in a $100 gift card and signed Raptors merch made with creamy vanilla soft serve, decadent hot fudge, and the crushed red Smarties inspired by Siakam's signature spin move and the Raptors team colors. The new McFlurry will be available at participating restaurants in Ontario for a limited time. Not really McFlurry weather, but I guess it's always McFlurry weather. Although the snowstorm that's coming tonight, you may be looking for like a hot fudge Sunday instead. And a McFlurry. With the Siakam swirl. All right, we've got uh, Wake Up Woodbridge coming up. The number is 416-870-1050. How much has Ryan O'Reilly and his presence on the Maple Leaf and performance so far changed your view on what this this team can do? The number is 416-870-1050. We'll take your calls on Wake Up Woodbridge next.